0: then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, and welcome back. All right, today we're talking about expectations and patience and a little smidge of disappointment and how all of these real emotional things can clash or be at odds with our process and outcome goals and and sort of what that looks like in the ring. Um, One of my coaching clients and a Q member is kind of brings us this topic this week. Um, She's getting back into a a sport after being away from it for a while. But I think her struggle is really common. Like the things that she and I have been talking about, I think is really common. So I was like, I'm going to do a whole podcast about that. So here we are. So this is going to be part podcast as my usual and part coaching, right? Because that is a lot of what I do. And so you'll get a little bit of, you know, without telling her story, you'll get a little bit about, um, of some coaching about probably some real life things that I know I've struggled with in the past. And so I hope it helps you. All right, so here we go. So, you know, when it comes, one of the many things about competing No matter what your sport, no matter what your venue, and maybe even you had this if you were in sports, you know, in another time in your life, is this notion um, that if we do something, we will get something, right? If I put in hard work and practice, I will get the result, and it's kind of become this cultural thing in terms of how we operate, how we're raised, right? Starts you go to you to school. If I turn in my homework if i study i will get an a or get a good grade if i you know do all the things i'm quote supposed to do then i'll graduate and then i'll get into a good school and then and then and then and so there's all these standards these expectations these do this get that it's like some flow chart from the sky <laughs> right that falls down upon you, and you are just to live your life in this formula, and if you do that, you will get the results, right? And I think that happens everywhere, right? Then you go to work. I mean, it's the same thing, right? Do the work, get the promotion, or get the success, or the the money, or the whatever. And so we're always trying to do the right thing. We're always trying to do all the things so that we can get the thing, okay? Okay it is an outcome kind of mindset and i think that's why process goals are hard for us is because we measure and when i say me i don't just mean you and me i mean as a society we tend to measure ourselves and each other And uh, by outward signs, right? By these tangible things. And it's why sometimes we ask someone, hey, how'd you do? And they're they're like, oh, didn't cue. Because they think you're asking, they assume you're asking, based on their experience, that you're asking if you cued or not. Like, did you get the outcome? Did you do the thing? Uh, Did you earn it? Like, how can I, um, as a questioner, evaluate your skills? Like, did you cue or not? Right? And so we're constantly, we're kind of wired for it. I don't really think that it was, you know, DNA potentially specific, although there probably is some survival instinct buried in there, right? That I have to know that how I compare, how do I rate in the pack, okay? And that was, you know, we weren't necessarily pack animals, but in our own way in our community, how do we rate? How do we stack up? And, you know, I don't think it's necessarily just an American thing. I think that, you know, that's pretty common. We always want to know our place. How am I stacking up? Am I doing better? Am I making progress? Am I, am I earning? Am I good enough? Right? All of these things. And so, you know, you get to a place like competition, right? You walk into any arena and you Still want to know how you stack up. You want to know how you're doing. You want to know, did the homework pay off? Have the seminars paid off? Have my, you know, maybe my mindset coaching, is that paying off? Is this stuff working? Am I getting anywhere? And so you want to know that you're making progress. And even the best of us, the people with the best of intentions who are like, no, no, I want to do more. I want to tell me what I did. Tell me everything I did wrong because I want to fix it. I want to do more. I want to do more which is a great place to be as a student, but it's kind of a dangerous place to be sometimes as a competitor because then you come out of the ring with maybe not the outcome you hoped for, and you're like, all right, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And you're not asking what you did right, right? You're potentially not even focusing on your process goals. So this is a little bit of a, um, I don't know, it feels like a hamster wheel, right? Like it feels like this thing that we get on and we get in this habit of and we need more of or we need more feedback or we need more validation or we we somehow need to know how we're doing. And I think one of the issues in dog sports or at least kind of the structure and one of the things I know I struggled with early on. So you'll remember that I came from um, riding horses when I was a kid and in that particular sport the way that's structured is very typically you have a coach or a trainer and you kind of ride within that trainer's quote barn even if the barn's on the road there's no physical barn but you ride with them or maybe a group of people and so but you always have feedback so you'll have lessons and the coach and their trainer is giving you feedback like do this don't do that blah 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 fix this elbows blah blah shoulders hands you know um Head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. So you're, you're always getting this feedback. And then you go to a competition and you warm up and you're getting feedback and you walk in the ring and you come out and you're getting feedback, feedback, feedback. And there's a ton of feedback. And yet when I started doing the dogs, I had my group weekly lessons and I would get inputs and feedback of my performance. But then when I went to trials, I was on my own right? It suddenly like, it's like my mom dropped me off at the door, right? And be like, see ya, have a good day, good luck. And I'm like, oh, but, but, but wait, where's my support system? And I remember the very first trial I ever went to, a very first agility trial, I should say, that I ever went to, um, My um, several, several, couple of my instructors were there. And I was really, I don't know what I was expecting, by the way, I was wrong. But I really was thinking like, Oh, well, I'm going to get the same kind of feedback and I'm going to get coaching and I'm going to get help and da 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 da. And these are like some wonderful friends are still in my life today, thankfully, after, I don't know, gosh, 12 years. And, um, but it wasn't like that. We were all there individually doing our thing. And my instructors, who were my instructors during the week, were now just competitors and we were just competing kind of side by side in different classes (laughs) because of course I was doing the baby dog stuff but we were just competing side by side so I didn't have that immediacy of feedback we could video we could talk about some things if they if they were able to even watch my runs they would they would make comments of course but it just was a different sort of setup And so it's interesting because we're in this mindset, remember, of like, do something, get something, do something, get something, do something, get something. And if we are trying to improve, then we're like, well, was that better? Was it better? I need to know. I need to know. I need this feedback. And so sometimes you go to a trial and you really don't get much feedback or you're trying to figure out on your own what it is that went wrong. And in some situations now, and again, regardless of the venue, you know, it's not as easy to tape because maybe you've got a COVID situation and there's only so many people allowed in the building or whatever, whatever. It's just, it was, was, I know for a period of time you could barely video anything. So you couldn't even watch or show your run to somebody else, right? And so then it's hard to get feedback. So then it's hard to evaluate yourselves. And when it's hard to evaluate yourself, when you don't have the feedback, when you don't have someone standing at the ring who you like want their feedback, right? For whatever reason, you want a certain person's feedback. Maybe they're a coach, trainer, just an experienced handler. Um, And you don't have that. Then you start relying on the cue. And you start relying on the outcome. Because now the only thing you're left with is that outside validation that you did your thing. That you showed up, you did the work, you got the result, right? You did a thing, you get a thing. You did a thing, you get a thing. And so without... Feedback of a human or someone being able to watch you or something like that. What's your evaluation tool? What is it that you're uh, measuring yourself by? How are you know? How do you know you've made progress? And for so many of us, we do that with the mighty green ribbon, right? It could be a flat 75 cent piece of like in any other circumstance, it would be crap, but it's coveted, right? That green Q ribbon. And so Um, it's interesting because then it it becomes the only standard that we can judge ourselves on. And then we get ourselves into a whole bunch of mental trouble, okay? Because now we are confusing um, our progress or judging our um, experience our evolution as handlers by this outcome thing that we may or may not have really been focused on when we walked in the ring, but without other feedback, it's all we got, or we think it's all we got, right? So I think that's really worth, even just that, (laughs) is kind of really worth sitting with and thinking about, okay, what kind of feedback do I need then? If I am really thinking about my process goals, and remember, if you haven't heard any other podcasts, if this is your first one, first of all, welcome. Um, but second of all, you know, the difference between a process and outcome goal, the outcome goal is of course the result, but we're not fully in control of the result. A lot of other things can happen in our run that can change a result. Um, even recently I was doing obedience and, um, I, um, I did The the end of the story is I did cue, but I I got a much lower score that when I showed, because I was able to video, when I showed it to my instructor, she was asking me about the event. And she said, oh, well, they have a much sharper pencil at that whole event because it's a regional blah, blah, blah qualifier. She's like, did you know that when you entered? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I didn't think it would affect me. And she was like, well, it probably did affect you a little bit because of how they're scoring. Okay, well, that's an outside factor that I had zero control in that actually affected my score uh, and affected maybe a higher placement or some other outcome, right? Again, outcome goals. I don't have 100% control of my outcome. Now, a process goal is something that you focus on in order to Put yourself in a better position in in order to put yourself in a position to achieve potentially your outcome. So it could be getting really great connection. It could be executing a specific move or, you know, a turn or a side change in agility or, you know, doing a beautiful figure eight or executing a beautiful rally or draft or again, any whatever your sport is. Those things we are 100% in control of. I'm in control of whether or not I get good connection. I could be working on it, right, in my, with another dog in the same obedience ring. You know, connection is something that we are still working on. So I can work on it and I can come out of the ring and say it was better or worse than a previous run. Um, but, you know, without some feedback, without, some, without my instructor actually there to tell me things, I'm missing the feedback. And so we have to be doubly committed or quadruply committed to process goals and how we're gonna measure those process goals. Like, how do we know we did the process goal? It, it, when we're setting it, is it measurable, right? They talk about SMART goals, right? Specific, uh, measurable, uh, is it, you know, reasonably attainable, is it is it realistic, is it timely? Um, how do you know? How do you know you did a thing? And so I think some of that goes back to well, what was the goal that you set, and what I what I am hearing, and again using my uh, client a little bit as an example, is like when pressed, she's like, "Oh my god, it was so much fun! It was a great run! It's so much better!" da 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 da. But at first, she's like, "I don't know why." This is happening. I don't know why, you know, she's like frustrated or wants it to come faster, you know, wants the result to happen faster. And so it's interesting because when I talk to her, and of course we have a great longer conversation about this, but it's this, it's this thing between like, okay, well, were you really focused on your process goal? If you're telling me you had fun and it was a great time and you did all the things, but you're leading with, we didn't cue because you're leading with outcome. All right. And I think when I really kind of sat back and thought about it, and um, I think part of it is, is, are you leading with outcome or are you just missing the feedback? And do you just need to know, do you just need someone to tell you that it's working? The work that you're putting in is working. It's coming. It's just not instant. And I think that's where expectations and our lack of patience as a society sort of gets in our way and sort of trips us up. Because we do have that expectation. I put in the work, I get the result. I put in the work, I get the result. And you do get the result, but it may not be on your timeline or because you can only influence your dog's performance that day and not control it 100%. It may not all be up to you. You know, maybe part of the team is really firing all cylinders and the other part of the team is, I don't know, tired, doesn't feel good, has an upset stomach, just isn't 100% there. So again, a lot of other factors are going into it. So when we think about i don't know when i think about this i think about it as kind of a, a giant ball of twisted up yarn and i like to parse things right when when we feel this way and we're getting frustrated and we're trying to figure out what's not working i like to pull that that gnarled yarn apart because too often we lump a bunch of things together and then we can't see what it is that we need to work on right so okay we're going to trial after trial picture your favorite event okay and yet we're not getting the results that we think we should be getting what's going on all right well the first thing is is we're showing up with some expectations and we're showing up with this expectations that we're ready and maybe you are ready maybe you know uh, um you know objectively not even subjectively objectively you've done all the work You've had great practice sessions, you have experience in this ring, you're maybe even within your comfort zone, maybe a little bit into growth, you are ready, you are prepared, you feel good, and you walk into the ring and the result isn't what you expected, okay? Okay. Uh, and that gets in the way, right? What are expectations? Expectations are outcome goals in disguise, <laughs> okay? And actually, in fairness, it could be a process goal. You've been working on connection. You thought you'd get better connection, and you didn't, okay? So that that can be a process goal as well. But it's whenever you think that some you've already you can already see what the result should be. All right, you you know it. It should just happen. Why isn't this just happening? So I think those expectations sort of play a role. So that would be one string I would pull out of this, like, gnarled yarn mess, um, which is, like, how, how are my expectations? Like, what are, just look at that. How are my expectations? And um, think about what expectations you have, whether or not they are stated. And the reason I say that is because sometimes we know our expectations best after the fact. Right. Because we hear ourselves telling the story and you're like, I mean, I just kind of expected him to do better. Or I just kind of expected that this, that issue was behind us, or I just kind of expected we'd have a bigger, better weekend. So sometimes, you know, like always hindsight's twenty twenty, right. But sometimes the answer's a little bit in the rear view and we can see those expectations were actually at play the whole time. Okay. So that's one thing I would say another, if I'm pulling another string out of this ball, I think another string is patience. All right. I already mentioned this a little bit, but you know, we put in time, we put in effort, but we need the miles, right? The, you know, we call, talked about when I rode horses, we just talked about like a horse or a horse and rider or team or whatever just needing miles meaning you just need experience you know in our case and in handlers dogs cases like right now with my dogs I if I could and I can't right now but if I could because I'm a bunch of stuff's going on I'm moving whatever whatever start a new job life life is getting in my way right now of my dog pursuits but if I didn't have my life to deal with I would be walking into the ring every single weekend with moxie for instance because I think her skills are there, but she just needs miles. She needs to walk into a hundred rings. She needs to see a hundred different places. She needs to understand that she can perform all the things in all of her sports in all of these different places. She needs miles. She needs experience. In other words, she needs time. And she needs me to give her the gift of patience and let her grow up, right? And grow up in her cases mentally. I think her, her, physical stuff is there she's very scopy she's very clever very handy um but she really her mind is not there yet she needs to mature in that way and the only way it's going to happen is if we walk into every ring that opens okay she needs miles so i think sometimes our we don't have a lot of patience right again it's a very like amazon can have it here this afternoon society okay i mean i'm guilty of that i was actually just tracking an amazon package this morning but um We get that way. We're not super patient and we forget that it takes time and miles and patience is a gift that we can offer, well, other humans for sure, but we can offer our dogs, right? We can give them the time because they're not on the same timeline as we are. They're actually not even on a timeline. They're like, oh, this is what we're doing today. Oh, this is fun. Okay, mom, what are my treats today? And can we go swimming afterwards, right? I mean, it's a different mindset. Okay. So I think those are two strings I would pull right away. What are your expectations? Are you being patient? Are you giving yourself time to get through whatever it is that you're getting through? Okay. So start with those two. The next thing of course are uh, disappointment. Okay. So disappointment is a string that is obviously related to could be related to outcomes, could be related to process, but where is your disappointment coming from? We all get disappointed or bummed or, uh, I don't know, maybe even disgruntled. (laughs) I don't know, it depends. Um, But we all get bummed out or disappointed with what is happening in the ring. Okay, so again, why? What's the disappointment? Where is it coming from? Is it coming from a place of like you feel like you've really put in the time, or you feel in the in the, or you feel like your dog really knows the skill and yet can't perform it, or you feel like you're disappointed in yourself because your mental skills did not hold up this weekend? So where are those disappointments coming from? And again, you it's kind of a little time for self-reflection like I can't answer that for you I can only point you in that direction and say okay what are you disappointed about okay I'm disappointed I didn't cue but why are you disappointed you didn't cue well I thought he was ready I thought I thought we could cue we're getting so close okay but why are you disappointed that you couldn't so keep asking yourself until you get to the real bottom of it and um, you know sometimes the answer might be I thought it would be easier or I thought, with this dog, it just would be easier. Or um, I'm getting frustrated. or, you know, maybe the truth is, and it has been with me and Moxie sometimes is like, I cannot figure this out. I am so frustrated with why. Can I, have I not figured it out yet? So I'm not even really frustrated with her. I say that in the beginning, like, oh, I can't believe that, you know, we we're still haven't cued or we didn't cue today. But in the truth is I'm frustrated with myself because I know that I'm still missing something when it comes to my relationship with this dog. Okay? And not all things are are in relationship. It could be a skill. It could be like, oh my god, I thought I had that, you know, blind cross time perfectly this time and I just screwed it up. Or I I thought, you know, that this was the time we were going to do our drop on recalls and it was all going to be perfect. And so a lot of times the frustration is with ourselves, but you know what? We have to be patient with ourselves and compassionate with ourselves and our dogs and to allow for these things to unfold. I mean, people, it's sport. It's supposed to be hard. If this were easy, what would be the point, you know? I mean, that everybody could do it, right? I mean, that to me, that always, it does make me chuckle. I am sitting by myself recording this chuckling because it's supposed to be hard. It is what we do is not easy, or everybody would do it, or it wouldn't take practice and lessons and seminars and privates and you know online things and podcasts and all of this to figure out. It would just be piece of cake. Ask the dog to do something, the dog does it. We go home with a ribbon, right? It's not like that. It's sport. It's supposed to be hard, so remember that. Remember that you're engaging in something that is difficult. And sometimes the some days the challenge is going to win and some days you're going to win. Okay. Um, All right, let's pull another string. So we've got disappointment, we've got expectations, we've got patience. All right. So sometimes we think we're focusing on a process, but our look at our disappointment or our look at our expectations might lead us to realize that we were actually really wanting the outcome. Let me tell you something, there's no shame in wanting an outcome. That is literally why anybody plays a sport, right? Most people enjoy it, right? They enjoy the game of it. Um, But they do want an outcome at a certain point, they do kind of want the payoff, again, see previous conversations, like you kind of want the payoff, you want to know that, okay, I love it and all, but I want to know I'm getting somewhere. And so that's kind of how you know that, well, I was focused on my process goals, I was really being amazing. I was being like textbook amazing. You'd have been so proud. I was focused on my process goals, but I can't believe we didn't (laughs) cue. Okay. So you hear it. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to parse it out. You can hear it. And so I just want you to make sure that you are focused on process goals, i.e. the things you have to execute on those things you are a hundred percent of in control of in order, you know, to cue Um, or to put yourself in a, I should should say, always say in a position that you might cue. Because if you're not, then your outcome goals are going to quote rear their ugly heads at the end when you didn't cue or didn't get the result you wanted. Okay. If you are focused on your process goals, if you have defined your process goals, then you know how to define their success. Okay. You know what success looks like. And if you don't, you need to kind of fix that part of your process goal setting, right? You need to say like, okay, what does connection look like? Will I know it when I see it? Um, or does connection look like this really great healing pattern? Or, you know, I, I pick her up at, at coming out of the tunnel and I know where she's focused and I know where she's looking, right? I know where her commitment is. Um, you know, one of my new process goals is I really want to see commitment right on an agility course with moxie uh, and trip but i really want to see commitment i want to know i want to see it in her eyes when she sees it Um, and that commitment if anyone is working on commitment you understand how tricky it is from a timing perspective uh, but that's something i'm working on can i measure commitment yeah i can come out of the ring and look back at the course map and say i saw our eyes here i saw our eyes there and i saw our eyes there Oh, I did not see her eyes there. Got it. Feedback. Okay. So now I'm not upset about my process goal, even if I didn't do it, right? So maybe there was a time where I missed her. I didn't have as great a connection. I did not see the got it moments. Then now I have feedback. Now I have information. I'm not bummed necessarily. I mean, I might be because I'm like, oh, well, I was hoping that all of that connection and commitment work would have paid off. (laughs) Okay. Back to outcome okay? So my point is, is you get to be disappointed. You get to feel bummed. You get to want things. You get to want to cue or finish a title or, you know, show off in front of your friends or do really well at your specialty or a national event. Um, You get to want all of those things. But I promise you, you're not going to get them if you don't stay focused on your process goals. It just, it the, the math doesn't work, okay? I've tried. I've really, really, really tried, but it just, it bites me in the rear end every time, okay? So I need you not only to think of your process goals and c- commit to them, but I need you to understand, okay, how am I going to measure that? What does success look like if I achieve that? If I am paying attention to commitment this whole trip, how am I going to know I was successful? Okay, that means I'm going to see your eyes, that means I'm going to look at a course map afterwards, for instance, and I'm going to be able to recount the run in my head and go, yep, 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 oh, right there. Okay, no, not there, but yep, yep, and okay, not there. Well, that's just from a numbers perspective was better than I did last time. Okay, so we are making progress. All right. So I want you to make sure that you have your own feedback mechanism. Okay. So this goes back, right? We're going to circle all the way back around. So if the, the, to recount though, before I go backwards <laughs> and circle back around, to recount, we pulled out disappointment, we pulled out expectation, we pulled out patience, we pulled out process goals, we pulled out outcome goals. Okay. And the last one we're gonna pull out and that's gonna bring us back to the top is feedback. How are you getting feedback? Because without feedback, you are gonna rely on external validation, I'll say, for your progress. And that's not always available. First of all, you might not even have external, shoot, opinions. Um, Or you might have all kinds of opinions, as often happens at a dog trial, where all kinds of people are willing to give you advice, but it's not from places where you either desire or maybe even sometimes respect, because you know that they don't know your dog, they don't know your situation, they don't know your team, they don't know what you've been working on. So it feels kind of out of context. You're like, okay, that's a good data point, but actually I have more context to this. Happens a lot with all the free advice that we get at dog shows, but like, let's go back to feedback. I think some of the reason all of these things happen and all of these feelings happen is at the the end of the day, you just want some validation, right? So maybe I'm solving other human problems for you. Um, and maybe this is a theme that maybe goes somewhere else in your life. I know it has for me. Sometimes you just want to not be alone in the journey and you just need some feedback. Okay. So fantastic. You found this out. You feel, feel, you've figured out that that's the piece of the puzzle that you're missing. Okay. Now we know what to solve for. All right. Maybe you looked at your process goals and you're like, nope, my process goals are amazeballs. I know exactly how to measure them, but I'm still leaving disappointment because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to, what else to do. What else do I do next? And to me, that's a bummer or, or a feeling or an emotion about I need feedback. I need someone to tell me how, what, when to do to get to be, to evolve, right? Um, and I think that then you can set a goal for yourself or put yourself on a little mission to figure out how you're going to get more feedback. How are you going to improve? How are you going to figure out how you can get appropriate help and, assistant and assistance and support in your journey. All right. So a quick answer might be, I'm going to make sure I video every run. Like that's just, that's it. Even if I have to set up the tripod and hit record and record seven other dogs before I get back to the ring and just edit them out later, like I'm going to figure out how to get feedback. Um, you know, I think there's ways to do that. I'm also going to be maybe really good about like, okay, I'm going to, you know, a lot of times now in covid they'll they'll email you your course maps so you have your course maps so you can say like okay and at the end of every night i'm going to make notes about my the the jumps that i had trouble with or the pieces of i had trouble with i know recently i was in obedience this works for obedience too i kept my number for the day and as as i sat down like after my run I had a pen, I turned over the number, and I made notes, and I went through every single exercise with Moxie and I in open obedience, and I wrote down, okay, healing, this is what it was, figure eight, this is the note I'm making, you know, uh, retrieve, good, smiley face, exclamation point, right, Uh, retrieve over the jump, went around the jump on the way back, right, so I wrote down everything, I went through every exercise and wrote down something, especially the good things, because... That particular weekend with her, she forgot how to sit. Long story. I was very emotional that weekend about her performances because I'm like, Seriously, you forgot how to sit? It's literally the first thing you learned. <laughs> like, like what does a puppy learn when they come home? They learn to sit. It's literally the first thing, right? And I'm like, seriously, this is the thing you've been doing for five and a half years you don't know how to do anymore. So you can imagine. You've been there. I know you've been there. You can imagine all the feels I had about it. And, but I wasn't going to let myself sort of wallow in the disappointment. I wanted to also celebrate the pieces that were good. And one of the pieces that were good happened to be her broad jump. Which she is a like I said a very agile, clever girl, and she turns in the air over the last board and basically lands in front of me, um, which is cute when it works. But it can be it can look like cutting the corner. And every day, three day trial, every day she did the broad jump perfectly. I mean, lovely. So I, there were celebrations in there. There were train wrecks, and there were celebrations. But my point is, is I made myself take the time and write the feedback down so whether you've got a course map whether you've got a video whether you've got a piece of the catalog or a scrappy piece of paper Do yourself a favor and write that down. Because then, you know what I did next is I took a picture of that and I texted it to my trainer and my instructor. And I'm like, this is what we got to work on. This is how the day was. And I have all three of those numbers and I tucked them in my training bag. And now when I go train, guess what? Deliberate training. I know what I'm working on. All right? Because I have feedback. Because I know what I'm working on. And so I think feedback is like really underrated because I think we skip it I think we have we think we know it in our heads and we just go on with it and it's not always true um, I, I told the story before but um, with karma my first burner who I did agility with and he was a ton of fun in the agility ring he really was fun to run and but he was started to have bars on certain places and I couldn't figure it out so I started taking the course map and after we would run, I would mark where the bar was. And pretty soon what I saw was he was having bars on right turns. Okay, well, it's pretty specific. Okay, and then we delved into a little more and then we watched some video and even video from class and what we saw is he preferred to use his left lead and he was basically on a right turn using his outside lead, which is horribly inefficient and really hard to execute correctly. and guess what? bars come down when you do it wrong. Um, so what it did is it that information um, changed how I would handle him on right turns sometimes, right? So and guess what? It works because I had new information, but I would never have figured that out if I hadn't been good about writing down the feedback from our runs so that I could look for or find or be curious about what the trends were. Okay. Um, so maybe it's a broad jump. Maybe it's a, a a panel jump in an agility ring. You know, maybe it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, depending on your sport is, what is it that's tripping you up? And just look at it with curiosity and openness and just write down the feedback, even if you don't know what it means. You know, when I was making those notes in that agility example I just gave, I didn't know what it would reveal. And then lo and behold, it revealed the fact that he likes to be on the left lead, even on a right turn. Okay. So you don't know what you're going to find. Okay. So that's why feedback is important because if you don't have a trainer or coach standing outside the ring to give you that instant feedback, you have to figure out another mechanism because we all want to be validated. We all want to know we're making progress. We all want to know we're getting better. Okay. All right. So that was quite a rant, (laughs) but I think it's emotional. I guess that's what I'm getting. I'm feeling that, you know, it's an emotion. I'm making an emotional connection to this conversation because I think we all long for that feedback right? We all want to know that we're not alone in the journey. And I think that's true of every aspect of our handling lives, right? Whether it's mental games, right? And you want to get better at the mental piece of this. It's hard to get feedback on, well, was I better mentally today, (laughs) right? Because we're in our own heads and we're hardest on ourselves and all of those other things are all true. And so we want to Provide feedback on that too. So if you're feeling kind of lonely, you know, if you're feeling like dog sports can be kind of lonely, you're not wrong. I understand that sentence. I understand where you're coming from when you think that. But I think that there are clever ways that you can provide feedback to yourself. You can provide a path of deliberate training and of where you want to focus your attention. And you can get feedback from others because then you'll have a way to share the information because now the information is out of your brain and onto a piece of paper or into a video. And now you can do something about it. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. So we pulled a lot of strings apart from this ball. Um, I want to go back to that metaphor for a second and encourage you that if you are feeling just like overall, like frustrated or angsty or whatever, I encourage you to like sit down and pick at it, right? Pick at the knot and try to pull some things out. And, you know, sometimes the first thing you pull out, like, let's say you pull out your process goal and you're like, nope, my process goal was amazing. And yes, I knew how to Um, measure it and so it's not that one okay great now process of elimination tells you it's something else because it's usually not all the things it's usually a couple things and if you parse it out they become more manageable okay and I think at the base of sometimes disappointment or sometimes you know you're feeling lack of progress or you're starting to feel frustration is that lack of feedback that actually things are improving and you you just might need a little more patience, okay? All right, so I hope that serves you. I hope that helps you this weekend as you head out, and I hope you are gonna do something fun with your dogs this weekend. And uh, that's it for this week. And as always, have fun with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.